1: uh, the all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida.
0: From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp, it's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, Patrick. Nice cock. They want to see me do my
2: dance in these thousand dollar pants. Don't just spend me and my man's. spend a whole lot chops on your ass. I've been actually really, really interested in this interview. And this is one of the reasons why I had my producers set up this interview is that I'm addicted and it seems like there's so many of these shows out uh, of these house flippers. And I, and I want, I want to talk to my guest, Matt, a little bit about this. I want to find out how real these shows are, uh, are they, just hollywood magic i know a lot of them but trust me i've worked in radio for over 20 years and i know when i can tell when stuff is set up but matt matt hey man i i appreciate you giving me some of your time today
1: now matt who
3: who is here yeah, with you here uh
1: my partner, my partner kevin
3: shippy kevin how are you kevin Fantastic. We got a little bit of lag, so we're going to try to yeah, keep Yeah, I know.
2: There is a little bit of a lag. I noticed that, but I can, I can take care of it in post-production. So uh, tell people how they can find out about your business. If they want to use you as uh, uh, business-wise,
3: how can people check you out?
1: Sure. I think Kevin can kind of go into that.
3: Well, you know, we, uh, that's a great question. We actually just started recently a YouTube channel So, that uh, we can share a little bit of our experiences, um, maybe help some other folks get into the world of real estate, help inspire them, but most importantly, help them avoid some of the mines we've stepped on as we cross this minefield of dealing with real estate uh, anywhere in the country.
2: All right. So, what are some Uh, of the minefields? If you
3: you wanted, we. Yeah, there is a lag. It's kind of here. Go ahead and finish up. uh, so basically, you know, we, we, our YouTube channel, which we've called "Two uh, two guys take on real estate, uh, basically it's filled with videos and we're going to keep updating it every week, uh, with my business partner, Matt and myself, uh, talking about some of our experiences, giving some tips and looking for topic suggestions from anybody out there in the world of real estate. The main reason is, uh, like I said, we want to be able to give back and help give free advice to help folks out there be as successful as possible.
2: So what are some of the biggest mistakes that people make when they think that they can flip homes like,
3: "Oh, I plan for kind of the worst, so that you know you can be successful when things don't go as badly as?
1: Uh, I'd like to go a little. Yeah, bit- no problem. A little bit more. Uh, one of the things that often is uh, a mistake of a newbie would be actually underestimating like the rehab and not really knowing full well what they're getting into. And often I see rehab budgets go way over hundred percent what expect they you know, originally expected. And that right there, if you were expecting a $20,000 rehab, it's now 40,000 and there's all your profit. So I think that's often what I see is a big mistake. Well,
3: and also rehabbing not for the market in which you're selling. I mean, yeah. why do a $15,000 bathroom remodel when, you know, 5,000 could have done just great. Uh, right. You're not gonna see any additional uh, capturing of that additional value that you, that you put in.
2: All right, so the main question is, stayed like an amateur, like somebody like myself wanted to invest and flip a house what are some of the key things that you are looking at when you're looking at a home? Like, give me like the top three things that a home that you're wanting to flip needs to have. Just the basic things for the amateurs that are looking to get into something like this.
3: Uh, well, I mean, in terms of if you're doing it as a flip, uh, I think how quickly you know, the house will sell once you have it finished. One of the things a lot of folks don't think about much is holding costs and getting eaten alive and how long it might take you to uh, renovate the project itself, maybe underestimating how long it's going to take you to actually get the work done, and then how long it will take before the market's ready to absorb that that property. Um, pricing it right obviously makes a big factor in that, but uh, you know your holding costs is something you could greatly uh, underestimate.
1: I would also say uh, knowing your market. Uh, often people don't really know the market. So is three two bedrooms, two baths really selling well or two bedroom, one bath selling well? Are ranch style homes selling well or contemporaries? You know, often if you buy a contemporary in a ranch, you know, um area, you're you could be sitting on, like Kevin said, holding costs much longer because that's just not what people are looking for. So really understanding the market is a really key factor, especially when you're starting out new.
2: So, so when you guys say holding costs, you're talking about, so like when you buy a rental or a place that you're wanting to flip, you're talking about holding cost of, of course, when you buy it, you got to pay the first month's rent or mortgage on it. So you mean by holding costs, the longer it takes you to renovate and flip the house is you're still having to pay that mortgage until you, you sell it.
1: Well, so, I mean, holding costs, I mean, if you're flipping a house, generally, if you're having a mortgage or a hard money loan, you've got those costs. You're going to have uh, taxes. You're going to have insurance. You're going to have
2: zombie house flipping that, that goes on here in the Orlando area.
1: Uh, I've seen a couple of those. Episodes and uh, like flipping junkie and a couple other different little shows. Uh, you know, Who's the I guy? Who's the guy
2: out in Vegas? Who is the guy out in Vegas? I really can't. I don't like him that much. He's got the other. He's got the woman. And he, he, you, you know what I? Which one I'm talking about? So out of all the TV house flipping shows, which one is the most accurate? The one that is doing it right? No, I mean, you know. I, I mean, if you totally don't want right to say, right. you don't have to. I, I just. I'm kind of interested.
1: No, it's no, fine. No. I think the, uh, the biggest one was uh, uh, $200,000 uh, down in oh. Connecticut. Yeah, I can't
3: think of the name.
1: Yep. Of the
2: yep. So, so how many on per average, how many, flips you, how many flips do you guys do a year? What's a good year for you? What, what do you guys go at the beginning of the year and expect when it comes to the amount of homes you're, you're, you're expected to flip?
1: Uh, between 60 and 70.
2: And you're talking, what, what's the average per, like, if you, like, I'm just trying to get an idea because you guys are professionals. You guys are more advanced. You guys have been doing this forever. I'm just trying to get people the type of idea. If they grow, they start out because you guys had to start out, uh, start out small, correct? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Definitely.
2: <laughs> Do you guys Actually, remember the the average average profit we're looking for? do you guys remember the yeah. first house you flipped
1: first house we flipped uh, mark Drive yep uh, it was Mark Drive it was a house down in Glastonbury, Connecticut and uh, it wasn't a huge rehab it was kind of um, you know some uh, flooring we had to do uh, you know just touch up paint, do some other minor repairs here and there. I think that one we ended up profiting about uh, Twenty-five
2: to $30,000. Now, was that, was that like you were like, holy crap, we might be able to do something with this. Now, one of the follow-up questions I want to ask is like, you want to get a good deal on a house. Is there a fine balance of, okay, if we have a house that needs work done, you have to balance out how much money you're going to have to spend on it because you don't want to take a house that is so in disrepair that you have to put so much money into it. Is there a fine balance when it comes to, yeah, we want it a little bad, but we don't want it so bad.
1: Well, so we'll actually, you know, we look at a lot of deals, a lot of deals come our way different uh, through foreclosures or banks kind of approaching us, but we will often do have a multi-step approach. So we'll look at some houses that are generally, you know, quick turnovers. We'll generally have our crews go in and, you know, flip those, some that actually can be just put back on the market. We call it kind of wholetailing and we'll kind of trash it out and then just put it on the MLS ones that like you're saying that maybe need a lot of work will often uh, as long as we buy it correctly, we'll actually wholesale that. So we'll basically buy the property. And then we'll have other investors, flippers that we work with, and we'll actually sell them the property for a little bit of profit. And this way there's plenty of margin in there for them to then go flip it. Because they don't mind maybe doing one or two a year. We're looking to churn a lot of property.
0: He's a nerd. I've only been arrested one time. A radio personality.
2: Professionally, I'm not in the best position that I've ever been in. And hot talk satirizer? You would think with everything that's going on, a caucasian like myself wouldn't be able to randomly talk to an african-american or a minority you're listening to the tuttle daily podcast
0: have you considered owning your own restaurant franchise good life organics currently offers territories across the united states check out glo franchising that's GLO Franchising on Facebook to sign up for an overview session today. Good Life Organics Franchising, a new partner of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tell them Tuttle sent you. Send them a message on Facebook at facebook.com slash GLO Franchising. So, so we're, out of all the stuff, out
2: of all the content you guys are putting out right now, if there, there are people that are interested in doing what you guys are doing, flipping homes, working in real estate, what what direction would you tell them to check out first? Like out of the stuff, like I know you have a YouTube page. I'm sure you guys have plenty of content on there, but what is that starting point? Where do they need to start to learn, to be able to figure out if this is even something they want to do? Uh,
3: well, so, you know, our YouTube channel, we are just kind of still getting warmed up. So I, I would love it if people got to check that out because it gives you kind of uh, a little bit of an unfiltered look at some of the stuff we've dealt with. Um, but in the world of real estate, there's a lot of people doing flips. There's also a lot of people doing buys and holds and rents and you we've know, even done a ton of that. So what I would suggest doing is um, if you're interested in both or either, um, talk to your local, uh, like landlord associations, local community groups, um, because they're going to be uh, probably just as willing uh, as we are to help share their insights on a one-on-one basis with somebody that's looking to get started. Um, I, when we first started, one of, the, one of the biggest guys in the area, I think he had you know, 1,000 units uh, and he was absolutely happy to take my call and then grab a beer with me and, uh, you know, answer any question I had. And we had two units at the time. So, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of property owners uh, are really, really happy to give back. The other no.
1: thing I would say is a great resource that we've used.
3: No, go ahead. Sorry.
1: No, that's okay. Uh, the other great resource out there is uh, Bigger Pockets. Uh, we're constantly on there chatting with people as well. And it's a great you know, forum that you can actually ask a lot of questions. And people like ourselves are happy to answer them. And it's you know, online, so you can kind of reach a whole bunch of different people. Now, on
2: your on your your website, on your website, you do you guys uh, have your email available if people want to email you guys and ask you any questions? I know you guys are already busy with your own stuff, but I didn't know like if you guys gave out your email, if people wanted to email you and and ask for any
3: advice. Yeah, you don't want to like go into detail, but do you guys have that? I mean, I would say honestly, right now we're we're really interested and uh, excited about building up our YouTube channel, so we're, okay, we're well, really didn't happy pit- if anybody wants to. Uh, I I didn't mean to pitch you on the
2: spot. You know, I just I know like you guys are building stuff. I know that you're trying to inform people about the 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 dangers because there there's got to be a lot of dangers in what you're doing if you don't know what you're doing because you could lose your ass on something like this if you,
3: if, you, if you like run into it and, and you don't know what you're doing. hundred percent and that's why I was trying to say you know anybody that goes to our YouTube channel and puts a comment in asking any kind of questions will be more than happy to either message them back or, or directly message them back uh, to, to help them. But that's where we're spending a lot of our kind of our free time uh, and, and as a way to help channel uh, our ability to give back to the uh, you know, real estate community. So yeah, it's not all doom and gloom out there. Uh, real estate is a lot of fun. Uh, we have a great time coming to our office and, and being with our staff. Uh, you know, we really, it's been a tough 12 years, but it's been a great tough 12 years. And so we're happy to share all of that. So I don't want anybody to, to think, you know, oh my gosh, you know, real estate's so hard and it's terrible and it's gonna be something you have to endure. Uh, you know, you can actually, there's so many bright points about it people often get caught up in the negative but uh, you know we hope to be able to show off uh, a lot of the different aspects on our channel
2: now so have you guys thought about like you know dipping your hand i mean florida right now the amount of people that are moving to florida like you guys could make a killing down here when it comes to selling stuff you know what's very popular down here in florida right now do you guys do many historical type homes because they have those historical type areas down here. Do you guys, or do you guys, is that like a big no-no when it comes to flipping houses? You don't, you don't want to touch the historical stuff.
1: So, uh, so I'm not sure about what the laws are and the uh, regulations are in Florida, but I know in Massachusetts. Uh, historical there's a lot of um, things you have to follow uh, yep. it has to be very you know, uh, brought back to the same uh, like it was and it, it really increases your cost. Now some of those homes yeah you can sell them for more and you just got to kind of find that balance but I generally find that newer construction is easier to work with. You're not dealing with uh, especially up here you have a lot of lead paint you have uh, asbestos you have do, guys,
2: knob into do you guys deal with asbestos and stuff up there right. or no?
1: Oh yeah, we have asbestos removal we have to deal with, lead paint removal. Yeah, um, all, these are big hot topics in Massachusetts specifically.
3: You know, so and with me, historical properties, we found that a lot. Sorry, that a lot of the people no. buying them are actually not buying them to flip, the, to live in and move into. So that might be a great um, target property for a wholesaler.
2: So now, does it mean the bigger the gamble, the more the profit you can make, though? or or do those two correlate with each other? Like the bigger gamble, like, Hey, this house might need a little bit more work. It might be historical. Yes. I might have to spend a little bit more money, but does a bigger gamble mean more potential for profit?
1: So it depends. I mean, often, uh, the bigger the gamble. So if it means a lot of work or uh, often something around here, foundations, if, uh, it's a big job and people then generally shy away from it. So generally you can pick it up for a cheaper price. So obviously if you can pick it up cheaper, and sell it for a higher price, then yeah, there generally is a bigger margin, but it all depends on you know, the market. Uh, out here in, in Mass in Connecticut, there's a big issue with pyrite uh, in foundations, and having, uh, in I think Connecticut, over 34,000 homes have been Im- impacted, and people have to basically replace entire foundations uh, we're working on one right now in Ellington and pretty, pretty much everyone shied away from it. So now, yes, you know, we're having to put in about $35,000 worth of work into the yeah. foundation, but most people think that it's a $100,000 job, but people shied away from it. So now that gives us, because we can get it done for a better price, it gives us more room and hopefully to sell it for a higher price and make a little bit more profit.
2: All right. So, so I got to ask, so I've been talking about the money that you've made. What is the one property that you guys have lost your ass on. And I don't mean to fit in a bad spot, (laughs) but I think it's an interesting question.
1: (laughs) All right. So uh, we got too big for our britches and we bought a property down in Wilton, Connecticut. uh, And yeah, we got handed. Uh, It was a lot more work. It was further than we expected. Uh, It was a long drive. I had to actually, generally it was a two hour drive for me to check on the project. So I almost lost a whole day just going down there to inspect and then coming back, and it was just such a big uh, issue there that I was. We had actually quite a bit of loss on that one.
0: From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp.
1: Man, maybe I would have way more sex
2: partners in my life if I just threw caution to the wind. It's
0: the Tuttle Daily Podcast. <laughs> Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by. StitchuUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit stitchuup.com. StitchuUp specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let StitchuUp help you with your logo design. Visit StitchuUp.com or contact them. Eric at stitch StitchYouUp. stitch you up. Definitely not your grandma's embroidery.
2: What did you learn from it though? Like, you know, a lot of people look at the negatives, but you know, you got to look at the positives when it comes to a negative. What did you learn from that?
1: Uh, the biggest thing I learned was uh, it's hard to manage from afar. So honestly, unless you had a, an onsite manager locally, uh, I Basically, now we you know, keep within a 45-minute radius of where we are um, stationed so that we can actually be, have better oversight and have things done uh, quicker. That was the biggest thing I'd say, Emma.
3: No, I, I would agree. Um, you know, and uh, you're, 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 you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, there's one thing to, to not be successful on a project or on a property or something, but, uh, you know, you can still look at it as a measure of success by learning uh, from that, and uh, boy, have we learned over the years. But uh, yeah. absolutely, when when usually when something doesn't work out, we've usually learned about it and and, uh, and and use that experience to strengthen ourselves going forward. That's how we've been able to stay in business all this time. Yep.
2: Yeah, I I like to talk to people that have started from nothing to grow into something bigger. And with the economy and a lot of people being laid off right now, how many people do you guys have employed right now? from your business? Just two guys uh, growing something. How many people do you guys keep
3: employed? So, you know, we, we basically have about 25 people that are on staff that, that work with us, um, which is awesome. We, we love the fact that we are able to be part of the community and create jobs. Um, and it's literally, it's the American dream right there if you ask a lot of people. Uh, on top of that though, we work with just a variety of amazing Contractor. vendors that we love I mean, to con- con- be able to con- I mean, contractors, Contractors. you guys, you guys
2: are putting a lot of contractors in business with you guys working on these homes. And now this is another question and, and, and I got to wrap it up, but like after a certain amount of time, do you guys trust certain people that you, they do good work for you. So you repay them with your business, like people that are reliable, how important it is to find reliable people to do work when you're wanting to flip homes?
1: I would say, yeah, it's extremely uh, important to find reliable people. And when we uh, do find them, we try to make sure they understand that they're appreciated. And, you know, one way is that is making sure they're you know, paid on time uh, and not trying to do net 30 or something like that. We, you know, they finish the job, they're getting paid uh, and this, you know, keeps them coming back for more work. But yeah, once you find a good contractor, hold on to them because it is very difficult, especially right now, uh, contractors are having a hard time with people you know, often, you know, choosing to actually take unemployment and, you know, get that extra back then $600 a week so yeah. that they can make more money. And it was a real hard time for a lot of our guys. So finding the right
3: ones that will keep working is key. And when we talk about contractors, I mean, that's just, everybody's focused on just the, you know, repair work and labor aspect of, uh, you know, we have phenomenal relationships with, you know, insurance companies, banks, banks. Lawyers uh, our, our, our main lawyer identifier you know is my age, but she refers to herself as my big sister I mean you've been with her for forever and uh, you know folks uh, literally we can give something to and say just you know what we need, please do the right thing for us and we, we can trust them significantly um, Local stores and venues, uh, whether it's Home Depot or another hardware store, again part of the community that you're spending and giving business to. All these people employ people, and uh, it's incredibly important. So you bring up lawyers. How important is it for the
2: amateur flipper to make sure that their ass is covered legally when it comes to doing business? Is, is that something that you need to think about before you jump in to start flipping homes? Because I'm sure people is looking at, for any reason, to loopholes and stuff to screw you over. Do you suggest having some legal counsel when it comes to getting into what you guys are doing?
3: Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of flipping versus, you know, holding and renting, uh, you have two different types of lawyers that are really going to be involved there. So, in terms of flipping, uh, it's probably a little bit less as important maybe as renting because landlord-tenant situations and relationships are Uh, Just uh, you know, incredibly fraught with dangerous situations for the owner. Uh, So, having a good lawyer for that is is beyond necessary. Uh, In terms of flipping, having an excellent closing attorney that is going to see to it that you know you're covered on stuff, very very important. Yes, but uh, it's not something that should be like in your mind every day as you're swinging a hammer and renovating a house. But having the right lawyer doing the the sales contracts and and processing. I
1: think also finding a good lawyer that is uh, timely uh, is a key because often you want to get these things closed as fast as possible, keep your costs down. Uh, Someone that has good relationships with other lawyers because they're going to have to constantly communicate. I think it's it's really important to find a good
3: team as anything. Respected ones that have good relationships. I'm I'm just curious, though, what
2: is the legal responsibility when you guys are repairing homes that are you guys responsible if something is not done correctly and somebody gets hurt? You know, I, I can't even, like, begin to, like, think of what that may be. But is that something you guys have to worry about?
1: Well, yeah. So part of uh, in mass, I don't know the different laws in different states, but in mass, you know, you have contractual law and you have to kind of make sure that, you know, everything you're, you know, representing is properly represented. So if, you know, you don't disclose things that uh, you could find yourself in a legal battle there or uh, there's so many different avenues uh, and you have to do repairs, you got to make sure it's very, you know, uh, specific on what was agreed on in the repairs and that, you know, it's all documented so that uh, they don't come back later and say, no, you didn't do this. I'm not paying you that you owe me this. There's a warranty on that, but there's just so many different little aspects. Of
3: don't, it. But don't forget your, a lot of your sale is subject to inspection. So, I mean, they're having the ability to do their due diligence, see the finished product, sign off on it and essentially take some responsibility for the work that was done and, and the condition of the property. And along the way as work is being done you know a lot of times you're pulling permits so it's being inspected by the, the city uh, right. or the local government um so i mean they're signing off and stuff too all these things give you layers of protection guys i didn't think i listen i i was excited
2: about this interview but it, it turned out way better than i actually thought it was gonna go because I, i'm interested in this type of stuff and i think a lot of people are trying to find other ways of making money right now. And, and I think a lot of people don't do the research that is needed before they get into something, a new endeavor. And I think you guys are, are helping out a lot of people because, you know, The housing craze and the the from 2000 to 2010, where they were just giving loans to everybody. Everybody was like, "Hey, this is a get get rich scheme. We got to get in on it right now." And I think a lot of people made mistakes. And I think you guys are are informing people that want to be able to get into this. Tell people how they can find all of your stuff, all of your content
3: online.
1: Sure. Uh, So our website is yellowbrick.org. Uh, and then uh, Kevin,
3: you know. Yeah, so yellow like the color, brick like the building material.org. Um, and that's our, our property management, uh, you know, face uh, we- website. Um, but like I said, we're building a YouTube channel. It goes by Two Guys Take on Real Estate. And uh, we're still learning our way through YouTube. So bear with us uh, for our, maybe uh, we're still working our way up. What uh, you guys uh, need Matt, to get on the we're really, desktop. really excited about because it's desktop. fun. You know, we're working. TikTok, TikTok will be good for you. You we guys just started, doing stuff on TikTok? We just started TikTok, like yeah.
2: I mean, you guys will learn it a little it, bit. We're more. learning it. We just started it just today.
3: No, I think I think you guys will yeah, grow. Big no, we're getting time there. Again. We're getting there. And honestly, you. Well, hopefully we grow into Florida because I'm looking at your video and I see all that sunshine behind you and I'm thinking it's getting into cold weather up here in Massachusetts. So uh, I want to get down there and see one of Massachusetts' best treasures. I have all these tropical
2: plants. Look at the water. You can see the water out there. Can you see the water?
3: I know. It's it's fantastic. What I want to get down there and see is Massachusetts' best treasure, which is Tom Brady. So I want to see him in his new home oh, in Florida, yeah. playing at uh, Tampa Bay. So
2: everybody, everybody down
3: there in Tampa Bay, will talk.
2: Everybody is Tom Brady crazy right now in the area, and we got Gronk as well too. So we got like two uh, Patriots legends when it comes to football teams but you know tom brady forgot what down it was the other day during that game so uh, know, maybe, maybe maybe the age is catching up to him
3: well you know what they say everybody from massachusetts retires and moves to florida so i guess maybe that's what's happening well listen guys i <laughs> want to have you on nice. i want to I, I have you guys on again i think you guys are very
2: informative and extremely entertaining. So I want to thank you for giving me some of your uh, very busy time.
0: And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also, Check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. You want some cool-ass sunglasses? Check out vaporshades.com. Also brought to you by stitchyouup.com, pocketpairclub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions facebook.com slash cca productions presents show voiceover services brought to you by jcvoiceover.com that guy's got a damn sexy voice you should hire him check out jcvoiceover.com if you want to help support the show go to paypal.me slash on the radio comments concerns or do you just want to let tuttle know he's being a dickhead tuttle at gmail.com That's Tuttle with two Ds at gmail.com. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast.
2: Hey, yo, Terry, what's going on?